So the recovery process is overwhelming and can sometimes feel defeating getting off the ground. But it's when our perspective changes, everything changes for the better. Today, we're going to talk about it. Welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. This is a podcast where we want to share hope and healing for our mental, spiritual, emotional, and even relational journey through life change stories, recovery topics that are all centered on the biblically-based Beatitudes, Jesus' words where he tells us how to find freedom, healing from our hurts, hangups, and habits. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism, and my name is Rodney. I am the uh, uh, ministry leader of Rogers Fellowship Celebrate Recovery here in Northwest Arkansas, and uh, what an honor to be here with you today. Uh, Loving the feedback and the ratings that you guys are giving us, Uh, they really do make a difference, and you're sharing these with your friends uh, through text or email or even on social media makes a huge difference. So, hey, thanks for helping us to, to get the word out about Celebrate Recovery. Uh, But today's topic uh, is about perspective. And um, man, I can't think of a better brother to bring into this conversation. I've got a good friend with me today, uh, Tim. Uh, Tim is uh, one of our leaders here at Roger Celebrate Recovery. Tim, thanks for being with us, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. Introduce yourself and we'll jump into a conversation. Okay. I'm a beloved son of the father. I struggle with sexual addiction, control issues, anger, and compulsive overeating. My name's Tim. Hey, Tim. Glad you're here, man. So, Tim, we were talking about this, and and we happen to be leading a step study together, and we we always have some rich conversations early. You know, life exists at 5.30 in the morning. People don't know that, but uh, there is such a thing. And uh, while we're waiting on the guys uh, to come in before group, we get there a little early, and we're just having some good conversations, just talking about life. But Sometimes we get into some good conversations and and uh, go deep and and one of those conversations was just about perspective and how that shifts uh, through the recovery process. So why don't we kind of set that up uh, when we talk about walking in the doors of celebrate recovery? Principle one can be hard. It's one of the greatest change uh, actions that we can do in our life, right? But but it can also be hard, can it? Because we're walking in with so much baggage. What did that look like for you coming in um, and really practicing principle one for the first time uh, for you? What does that look like for you in your life? Well, coming in, I was carrying a lot of shame. I mean, it was just uh, everything that, everything, and just getting through the doors was just an amazing thing. But that principle uh, really, uh, forced me to take a hard look at myself and where Mm -hmm. things were really at. And that, to be honest with you, was a bummer. (laughs) I mean, it was just really, really hard to admit to myself, okay, these things that I've been denying, because I like the ignoring part of things, you know, if I don't, (laughs) if I ignore it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And I couldn't do that anymore. So uh, everything had come down, you know, I was at my bottom and there I was. And so uh, as I begin to work that process, I realize, okay, I got to be honest with myself. I got to, yeah. I got to stay out of den- denial, and and then to realize 
I can't do this. Yeah. I don't have anything in me to do this. Yeah. And so just for our listeners, someone that may not know, principle one, and you know, the based on the Beatitudes, the celebrate recovery principles, and it's coming out of that Beatitude, blessed are the spiritually poor. That's where we come into the space. Like if you don't put something in my cup, I feel like I'm going to die, Lord. But, but the principle with celebrate recovery is to realize uh, my life's a mess, right? It's unmanageable that, that I'm not God and I can't manage this on my own. Um, but, but I can give this to the, the, the source that can, right? Right. But it's come to that realization. I, I I think you said that well, that, when we come to that place of realizing our life is unmanageable and we can't ignore it anymore, that can be one of the most relieving things because all we can do is go up from there, right? But but it's still really hard and it's messy, isn't it? Yeah, very messy. It and, and quite honestly, it hurts. I mean, I mean, there's some a lot of pain that comes with that, and so uh, having you know being the guy who always tried to ignore those pain to begin with, now looking at my pain full in the face. I'm like, wow, this is really, yeah, this is you're right. Messy is the best word. Yeah. You no. Know, and uh, I don't like messy, you know I mean? Yeah. I like my life clean and easy, you know, yeah. messy is not make part. this go away. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was important to be in that place. Yeah. Um, to, uh, kind of be like Bartimaeus on the road, right. Mm. Desperate. And that's really, I think what principle one really helped me to come to a place of desperate desperation. Yeah. All right. What do I do now? Yeah. Where am I at? Well, and I love that because if we don't come to that place of desperation, it's not that we shame ourselves and beat ourselves up, but but that place of desperation takes us to a place of okay, now what? Right? And right. and that's what I love the order in which we follow this, right? We have to realize there is a God and we're not it. We have to realize that our life is unmanageable and we can't fix it. And then we go from principle 1 which is important that that comes before two and right. there's an order. There's a rhyme and reason to the, um, to the order of our principles. But principle two is where, as you and I were talking about, that's where your perspective began to change. Tell me about that, Tim. Yeah. So principle two talks about, uh, believe, earnestly believing that God exists, that I matter to him and that he has the power to help me recover. And as I began to work my recovery, I began to see that this, was a perspective issue for me mm. because I could look at two of those points. Yeah. God exists and he has the power to help me recover and had no problem believing that being, being in ministry for all the years I was in ministry, uh, Bible college, all that stuff. I could believe that I could see that, but that I matter to him. That was going to take a, an adjustment on my part and an adjustment in how I see God. And, and I realized that that, that for me, that was the battle right there is yeah. how do, how do, does, do I matter to him? Do I really matter to him? That is huge. Isn't it? And, and really for me, principle two becomes the, but okay. Yeah. Your life is really messed up, but there's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime we see that word, but in the scripture, it means that, um, God's about to say the exact opposite of what you just read. <laughs> right, right. And I love that, that. That is the but, right? It's like, there's a God and I'm not it. My life's unmanageable. I can't, I can't fix this on my own. But if I earnestly believe that God exists. That I matter to him yeah. and that he has the power to help me recover, then things can change. Yeah. And that that gave me, I mean, that in itself gave me hope. I mean, I was like, okay, so there's something else here that along with looking around the room yeah. and seeing that there's all these other people, a hundred other people who have gone through this process or are going through this process. 
and they're finding victory and hearing the testimonies and hearing someone doing a lesson and, and uh, all that, seeing all that happen, I begin to go, wow, okay, there's an opportunity here for hope, but it's going to take something. It's going to take a change in me and I'm going to have to change, you know, there's going to be questions I'm going to have to ask myself that I'm not sure what they even are. And, but I'm going to have to ask myself these hard questions and, and see, you know, uh, and begin to make a change in the perspective yeah. of how I see God. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, good. So, so just trying that on just so I can kind of get into your heart and your head for a minute, Tim, as you're walking in, you're walking in with a lot of shame, right? Right. And you're hearing this new truth. That's what I love about Celebrate Recovery is we're constantly through the lyrics of the worship, through the sharing time, through the God's word, through the lessons, the testimony, we're, we're rewiring our brain. Right. That's and that's why word. it's so important yeah. to, to come into this space. But what is that like? Take me into the heart and mind of Tim and you're trying this on this idea. Tim, God, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and saying, Tim, you matter. You matter to me. What's that like to try that on, man? It it's uh, uncomfortable, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I mean, for me at first, uh, realizing that, because to be honest with you, it was safe knowing that, thinking that I didn't matter to him because then all of my screw up. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, but God doesn't like me anyway, so what's the, what's the matter? But yeah. but now that He likes me. I'm kind of accountable. And, yeah. and so there was some, some, it, it, it deserved a response right. from me. And, um, as I began to look really get, begin to look at the expression of his love for me on the cross and, uh, and his resurrection, I realized that deserves a response. Yeah. And, and that deserves me taking a look at who is this person that's telling me that, that, that I mattered him, mm. that I really love him. Uh, he really loves me. And, and what does that mean? You know, what is he saying? You know, and, and how does he really feel about me? And, and I had to, I had to find out the truth. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing I had to go, go to the source and find the yeah. truth. I'm glad you said that because I know someone's listening and, and maybe they've been in recovery a while or they're just considering starting or brand new. We can, we can, uh, it can be hard if we've never, or we've always believed lies, right. Uh, that the enemy whispers to us that you've messed up too much. God, you can't go home now. God doesn't love you, right? Right. And now you're hearing something contrary to everything you've always known about God and in yourself in relation to him. That is hard to take that in, right? Right. And which is why we don't just rush through the recovery process. It takes time to rewire that and uh, which is why we don't rush to the inventory process. It takes time to get there, right? Right. We right. got to it's an identity piece. Yeah, and and rewiring your identities, that's not an easy thing. I right. mean, this is who you see yourself and how you operate your daily life. Yeah. And all of a sudden say, okay, I'm going to change that, and this is how I'm going to see myself as a beloved son. That's not easy. I mean, that's a whole different place. Uh, for me, I use that introduction to help myself remember that I am <laughs> I a that. beloved son. Not not I'm not bragging or anything. I'm just saying it because I have to remind myself every day. Yeah. Because... For so many years, I've, I've listened, you know, that shame was just screaming in my ears. It still does. Yeah. And I have to counteract that with some kind of truth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you were talking, you and I both wear glasses and it just got me to thinking that, you know, we walk through the doors of Celebrate Recovery 
And we may have a lens that we've been seeing ourselves, God and others, right? Right. And it could be distorted. And a lot of times it is, right? Because it keeps us stuck. But but it's like we're handed a new pair of glasses, right? And it's like God is saying, hey, here's, you, you're not seeing real clear. Hey, let's up your prescription. Let, let's give you a new, and, and that's a little bit too close to home for both of us, but <laughs> on, a, on a practical level, but but on a spiritual level, God is saying, here's, here's a new pair of glasses. And when we put those on and when we can truly put that on and start seeing God um, as a God who loves us, um, to see ourselves as someone who matters to that God that we earnestly believe in, and to see others as um, people can be safe in our life to come alongside us. Right. And, um it's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm just thinking about it as I, I love uh, astronomy. I love looking at the stars and uh, get a telescope out, and you can see the moon, mm. and you can even shine the, the thing up there. And you know, you got the telescope up there, and you're looking at it, and you're seeing the moon, and it's not quite clear, but it's clear, right? Yeah. And uh, but you you can see that it's a moon, right? So I can see that there's God, and I can see that He might love me. But but the moment you dial that in, mm. and it gets really clear, and you begin to see the craters. And it becomes very clear. It's a whole different world that yeah. you're looking at. I mean, it's not just a big, you know, yeah, light blob. It, yeah, yeah, light out there. It's it's there's substance. There's texture. There's yeah. there's things. Uh, I remember the first time I saw actually saw the rings of Saturn looking through a telescope. It was like, oh, it's not just a little little pinpoint of light. Right. Dude, I can actually see the rings. What wow. is that? You know, that all of a sudden it just becomes real you've heard about it you've you know you've seen pictures other people's pictures of it but then all of a sudden to see it for yourself you're like this is amazing <laughs> and that is what it's been like for me as i begin to discover and understand how he sees me that it's been it's been like the sharpening like you said you know putting on the new glasses sharpening that image of what i'm seeing and all of a sudden it is a new world that i'm looking at it's a whole new way of, of thinking yeah i love that i love that you you took that to a whole level new <laughs> level just the I love that telescope, just thinking about just turning that dial and it seems blurry, but man, when you can get it lined up perfectly and it's just like jumps into the lens, doesn't it? Right. It's like, whoa, whoa. Uh, this is amazing. And it deserves a response, an appropriate response. I mean, and that's the amazing thing about this whole, this whole process is, is as I uh, look at how he feels about me, I begin to I begin to understand that that there's there's this natural response that seems to come out, and so the things I've always struggled with, obedience and repentance, aren't mm. a struggle anymore because they seem to feel like a natural response to seeing how much He's loved me, and that's you know that's the oddness of it. You know, just like it comes into view, and all of a sudden there it is, and now I'm like going, "Wow, this is it!" And my natural response is, "I want to love you, God. How do I do that?" And here it is. Oh, you know, man. I love that. I love that. Well, we, we're having some good conversations. Uh, Rodney Holmstrom, the ministry leader of Celebrate Recovery at, at Fellowship, talking with Tim, one of our great leaders and one of our encourager coaches at the Roger Celebrate Recovery, and just talking about perspective and how our perspective changes as we get into principle two and really trying this on, this new perspective. He exists. God exists. We matter, and he has the power. So when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation and the impact of the change and shift in our perspective. Stick with us. We'll be right back. 
Well, if you're looking for a safe place to find family, to come exactly as you are, and a group of people who understand what brokenness is, to, we like to call them satisfied customers, people that have walked through the doors, that have experienced hurt and pain, and, and who hasn't? If you're breathing, if you have a pulse, um, you've experienced pain. Welcome to the human race. But if you're looking for a, a space where you can process your hurts, your hangups and habits, and just be around other safe people as we walk through this process we call recovery, uh, this coming Friday, we've got an incredible testimony that we would encourage you. What a great night to come to a Celebrate Recovery meeting. Come check it out. Bring a friend. Who, who in your, your office could find hope and healing uh, encouragement from hearing a life change story. Maybe there's a family member you want to bring. Whatever it is, you come see us. We'd love to have you on a Friday night. We start at 6 p.m. for the meal, 7 p.m. for the general meeting. Fellowshipcr.org for more information. Come see us. Well, we've been talking about um, perspective and uh, the big shift, and I loved right before we went to break, Tim, just the the value of, I love the telescope. That that just took it to a whole nother level. And, and I love what you said, when, when things come into focus and we see how big, how vast he is, um, it requires a response. Yeah. Right? It, it moves us to awe and wonder. It moves us to worship and and that's a big part of what we do in this ministry, whether it's physically in the large group meeting through actual singing of songs or just walking through the principles through step study or open share. It's all an act of worship. It's a lifestyle, right? Right. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So what does that look like then, Tim, um, when you were able to kind of finally start trying that on? I know we were talking about... Um, you were in a teaching, right? And, yeah, and, yeah. and the Holy Spirit spoke to you. I'd love for you to share it because I think that's it's impactful. Yeah, well, I was. Yeah, well, I was in a teaching one night, and, and Rodney, you, you were the one teaching. So, uh, so some really good words. And uh, as uh, as you were teaching, you made a statement. I don't really care what other people think about me. I only care about what God thinks about me. Yeah. And, uh, and you were talking about you were even talking about sharing your about even sharing your story and I, and I've heard your story. So I knew your story and I was yeah. like, wow, okay, that's significant. Yeah. And, uh, and as I was listening to that, I, I realized I was in the same place. Mm. Um, I, I care what people think about me. That <laughs> was like, Oh, okay. Codependencies right there. Right. Okay. So, uh, but, but I realized what I really realized was that you were seeing God, the father in a way that I wasn't seeing him. Mm. And I thought knowing your story, that is very significant. And uh, that you had already grasped something that I hadn't grasped yet. And right. I, you know, like I said, I, I was in ministry before. I was uh, went to Bible college. I, I taught grace. I thought about grace. All the stuff, but I've never understood what you had understood. And wow. And realized that I needed to know better this God. Yeah. And that, that was that was the challenge for me. Was okay. How do I do that? You know, what do I what do I do to find out who this God is? And um. I so what I I realized well I have to I have to understand the truth and what is the truth and the only place I know the truth is is in His Word so that's where I had to go was right. to take a look at His Word and as I 
began to look at his word, I, I, I came up with two questions and I still, this is, I still do this today because it's still a process for me. But I asked the first question I asked is that whatever scripture I'm reading is God, what are you saying about who you are? Mm. I want to know who you are. And if I, and so I need to see that in the scripture. And the other thing is, is I need to know how you see me right in the scripture. What and a great a, question. And, and I tell you the, the, as that truth begins just to kind of reveal itself through scripture, I just keep reading until I, I get an answer to those questions in whatever section I'm in. Um, those those truths begin to 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 just uh, become a part of of who I am, mm. and um, I love getting in. I love getting into uh, Ephesians one and and where he said, you know, Paul's writing and he says, before the foundations of the world, yeah, we were on his mind. Wow, I'm I'm. Just wrap your mind around exactly, that. Exactly, <laughs> right? I mean, that's a different perspective, right? That's a, that's a new perspective for me. Yeah. You know, it's like like this glass of water here. Mm. You know, we're looking at it, and, you know, there's a traditional, it's either half full or half empty. Right. But there's other perspectives for this water. Mm. You know, to the plumber, it's possible income. Because mm. you're going to get it, or you're going to get rid of it one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. to, to the gardener, it's an agent of growth. Mm. To the athlete, it quenches a thirst. To the guy stuck in the desert, it's life itself. Wow. So it's all a matter about the perspective that we're in or how we look at something. And it, that changes everything. And so as I began to to uh, see the truth of who he was and right. who he's saying he is, uh, that began, my perspective began to change. And it's just, again, just like dialing that, that dial yeah. on the telescope Focus. a little bit more, it becomes a little bit clearer. And all of a sudden I see things I never saw before. And, uh, you know, I found myself stuck in Ephesians one forever. Yeah. I couldn't get out of it. I mean, I kept coming back to it and just saying, what the, you know, and the more yeah. I thought about this, the more it was just like, I need to know more. I just need to see more. I just, you know, and, and I kept going back to this place. of just, I was on his mind. He made a choice Yeah. and, and I was that choice. Yeah. That's a, that. that's a long way from where I was when I walked in because I didn't matter to him when I walked in. Yeah. At least and you now, didn't think. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm at the place where I say, I, he chose me. Yeah. That's, that's perspective change. That's yeah. a shift. And, and, uh, seeing that is, is amazing. Yeah. So. I love that. I love, I love you sharing that. What a great, a great frame there. And, the, and I love that perspective and I love, you know, just the, yeah, it is about perspective. And I was just thinking about when you're talking about when it, things do come into focus, when we can try that on and it does come into focus on who are you God? And Paul asked that, you know, in, in Acts, he says, who are you, Lord? Mm. And once he got the answer to that, he says, what do you want me to do? Right. And, and that's, that's what recovery is. is who are you? And it's that click of the focus. Oh, you're a God who's powerful and strong enough, willing, able, and caring enough. And oh, by the way, you say I matter. And then the bonus is, oh, you're going to, not only do you have the power, you're going to help me with that and through that, that's like right. a huge shift, isn't it? Right. It is amazing. I mean, and Paul is the perfect character for that. When you look at that, because who, who was he before he was Saul before, right? Yeah. He was out killing Christians. He was out murdering them and, and finding them and hunting them down. And now all of a sudden he becomes the major agent of change yeah. for Christianity. Wow. In, and by just by that, by answering, asking that one question, who are you Lord? I mean that he falls off the horse and who are you? And, yeah. and God says, I'm, this is who I am. Yeah. And he sees that and begins to understand. And I mean, he had such a love for the temple. 
I mean, he was, a, he was, he didn't do what he did prior to becoming Paul because of, of, uh, because it was just, I mean, God, he did it because he, he was, he was wanting to love God. Yeah. That's how he thought he had to do it and realized that he wasn't doing that. And when that change happened, when that perspective changed on him, he took that, all that zealousness, zealousness yeah. and took it over here wow. and applied it to this and went forward and, you know, took him all the way to Rome. Became God's mission. Mention, right. Yeah. 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 And you were talking about, you know, you, it, it demands a response when things come into focus like that. Right. And, and I was just thinking about the principles, you know, and this is, again, I, I said this before, I want to say it again, the order of this process, because it's very important, we have to acknowledge things are a mess and there's a God and we're not yet. And then we have to acknowledge that we can believe in a God that, that is strong enough and powerful enough, but loving enough to say and caring enough and able enough to say you matter. And, and he has the power to help us through whatever we just said is falling apart. Right. Right. And the heart response is what I love about what you're saying Tim, is the heart response is I'm going to turn my life and my will over to his care. It's principle three. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how can my heart response not be that? And it's, that's what's so important because if we just jump from one to three, maybe it's not sustainable because it's we don't really understand the weight of trying on that grace that you just beautifully painted a picture of to really understand and put into focus and to hear that that message, you matter. Right. Ah, I can breathe. My heart response is, I'm turning it over to you, Lord. Exactly. Yeah. So there's that repentance, the obedience, and all that stuff. That all those big words. You know, they just come in and they just go and they, <laughs> they become actually. What I love about it, it does. It's not a. It's not a have to thing. Yeah. It's not even a want to thing. It, it's just and it is. It's a it's a, a state of being that we come to this place of. It's my natural response to yeah. this. It's just natural. It's going to yeah. you know as my wife does something loving to me, my natural response is. To love her back, yeah, and this is the way it is. As I understand how God loves me, my natural response is to love love Him yeah. back. I it flows to. out uh, of you and through you it, because it came to you, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it, it forces that 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 uh, cycle to begin. And go. Yeah, I remember you sharing about um, you know we have a prayer team on the wall, and, oh, yeah. and you're on the prayer team, and um, yeah, I won't I won't cut into your story, but what tell me about that experience. Yeah, so it was in the middle of this process that I was working this out uh, a lot in my my head, and um, and it's been a process. I mean, so I mean, it's been a year years of process for me. But the one thing that I, that I remember specifically is I was on the prayer team was several years ago. I was on the wall, and uh, I was standing there. And no one was coming to me. They were going to everybody else around me. And so I'm just standing there going. That he put deodorant. Yeah, on yeah exactly. I said I showered. I know I did, and so. Uh, I'm telling her, no one's coming to me and said, okay, God, well, I'm just going to worship. I don't get this opportunity very often where I can just stand and worship you yeah. uh, on, a, on a Friday night, um, usually doing something. And so <laughs> this was this was an opportunity, and we are singing that song, Good, Good Father. And I got a chance to stand there where I, was, I could see the words from where I was at, and I was looking at the words and really paying attention to what I was singing. And, uh, and in the process of thinking about all this stuff that I matter to him, I realized you are a good, good father. That's mm. who you are. And the rest of the song goes, and I am loved. That's who I am. And I begin to understand, begin my, my identity is that I am loved. Yeah. That I am loved. Now, my identity hadn't been that. You know, when I walked into recovery, it was a whole nother mess of shame and everything else. But now my identity is I am loved. And, 
And for me, that's when I be actually began to change how I introduced myself. That was the night I said, oh, I'm a beloved, I'm son, a of beloved the, son of the father. Yeah. And like I said, I say that because I have to remind myself of that truth. Yeah. Because Shane hasn't shut up. <laughs> yeah. Know? No, he still speaks loud. And I have to remind myself of that truth every yeah. day. Um, and, I love and, that. Yeah. So. So, yeah, a couple of things jump out when you're saying that. It just reminds me, you know, the values of Celebrate Recovery is to come to that general meeting night because that you got a, a God moment there just oh, through absolutely. worship, right? Right. And hearing the lyrics of a song, that was a shift in your recovery. So, so important to come to that general meeting and then get to those open share groups to process what the Lord's speaking to us. I've heard you share that beloved son story before, and I just watched the light bulbs go off, and guys like, oh, yeah, I'm a beloved son too, and I need to remind myself. So we we introduce ourselves so that we can remind ourselves our identity in Christ first, and then take ownership and responsibility for the struggle. Right, right, yeah. So Tim, somebody, this has been a great conversation. Somebody's listening, and maybe their perspective, they're still in that place that Tim was. I'm not, I don't matter. Maybe, maybe God doesn't love me. Maybe I'm too broken. Maybe I'm too far gone. As they're listening, um, what do you say to them to bring some encouragement, bro? Yeah, I, I hear and I feel your pain. I mean, I do. Um, it's a hard place to be. Um, but keep coming back. I mean, really keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, we say it every week, you know, don't quit till your miracle happens. I don't know if this was my miracle. Maybe it was. I'm not sure. All I know is that I, this is, this was important and, um, and just keep coming back. You're going to hear stories. You're going to hear people share their testimony. You're going to hear people, uh, talk about the lessons. You're going to, you're going to spend time sharing an open share. Get into a step study, Yeah, you know, and, and, uh, and just, just take the thought of the possibility that you might matter. Yeah, I love that. Just might. Could it be possible? Could it be possible? What if it was? What would it look like? Yeah. And and then ask ask God to begin to just to just answer that question for you. Yeah. What does it look like? How does how do I know? You know, uh, show me. Show me your truth. I love that. And, but don't quit. I mean, don't quit. Just keep coming back. Keep coming back. Uh, it's um, you know, I, I am one of the satisfied customers, and so you know. Um, and I, and I still keep coming back because I don't have all the answers yet. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's still a process. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. That's the quickest 30 minutes I've ever gone through. It's so, so rich, man. Thanks for your heart and your wisdom. How many years you've been in recovery now? Uh, this is uh, we're working on 17 right now, 17 years, you and your wife and, and, um, and just personally, I can say, uh, just love what seeing what the God, what God, the Lord has been doing in your heart, man. And, and uh, grateful to have, have you in this ministry, but Hey, thanks for your heart and your sharing today, bro. Well, thanks for letting me be here. Appreciate yeah. It. Yeah. Good stuff. And, um, Hey, if you're listening, I just want to remind you, um, you're loved. You matter to God. Just take that in. Just even saying that I matter to God. I matter to God. Those lies come in. No, I renounce that in Jesus name. I matter to God, and we'd love for you to come with curiosity. Like Tim said, just be curious. Could it be possible that you matter to God that much that he would uh, be willing and able and caring enough to help you uh, face your hurts, hangups, and habits? And we'd love, we'd be honored to walk through that process with you. 
Like I said earlier, if you'd like to be a part of this journey, we'd love for you to join us on Friday nights. We meet on the Fayetteville Fellowship Celebrate Recovery Campus and the Rogers. You can go to fellowshipcr.org for more information. You can also find a list of other groups. Hey, thanks for being with us. Until then, God bless you.